Alrighty. It is that time again for another edition of What You Spin, and this is episode 53. Uh, coming at you live, pre-recorded, whatever the fuck you want to call it, from Jake's Place. Um, as per usual, I'm your host, Dorian, uh, joined as always by my two brethren, Jacob and Matt. Jake, shout out to you for hosting this week. Uh, and Matt, shout out to you for uh, bringing something up uh, kind of at the buzzer. We're going to do a little bit of uh, another Q&A uh, as we did for uh, the instrumental part two edition mm-hmm. on episode 50. Except this time it's not just going to be my dumb ass asking the questions. I'm going to start it off Thank with a few. You motherfucker. Um, He's I will kill Jacob answer. live on yeah. camera today probably. Uh, so stay tuned. No, I'm kidding. Um, but I'm going to start it off, and then I'll pass it off to Matt, and then Matt will pass it off to Jacob. You know, kind of the same format, just everybody's asking the shit. Uh, but anyway, mm-hmm. let's get right on into it. Uh, first off, how you boys doing? I'm doing well. Doing great? Yeah. yeah. Supreme. It's a good weekend. Supreme? Yeah. Good weekend so far. I've been in a car or not at my house all weekend. So. Mm-hmm. There we go. Busy. Take that as you will. Busy. I'm not a fan. Uh, but we have a we have tomorrow. But you're here now, and we, like you said, yes. tomorrow off. Tomorrow we have tomorrow off. off. Yes. Uh, so you can find me with my dick in one hand and a beer in the other. That's all. <laughs> I will not be responding to that. Will not be on camera. <laughs> that yeah. will not be on camera. That's for you guys to marinate. Shout out to my only yeah. fans. Shout out to you. <laughs> <laughs> nah, uh, but no three day weekends always great. Uh, you yeah. know we get to do this and then kind of relax. You know recoup the next day. But mm-hmm. um, yeah. No, and Jake, shout out to you. You're you're starting a new gig Tuesday, so that I am. Yeah, this week I was off, um, mm-hmm. which was nice. I got I got through a lot of stuff. Yeah, hell yeah, very good. Jacob pulled the uh, what we call the corporate scumbag hat trick, <laughs> yes. um, where you accrue so much PTO that it's not worth it to get cashed out at whatever your company cashes out at. So you request a week off. And then as soon as that gets approved, you send another email saying, "By the way, I'm uh, my last day will be." <laughs> the Friday of the week you took off and so you basically give a one week's notice so shout out to you uh, yeah. I've always wanted to do that never been able to fully pull it off so that's actually fucking impressive uh, but yeah congrats duty and uh, mm-hmm. let's start with yeah. uh, these questions I'm gonna go ahead yeah. and kick her off let's do it um, mine are kind of more like uh, two of them are based like kind of centered about like the podcast itself and then one Ooh. is kind of a generalization that you could make about the podcast if you want uh, first one is what's a genre, or and, and and also no order that you guys have to answer, and whoever has the answer first gets to fucking answer. It's not Jeopardy. I don't give a fuck. Let's be a buzzer. Yeah, <laughs> the the wires, mm-hmm. <laughs> the Atari joysticks. Uh, what's a genre that you got more into uh, since being on the being a part of the cast? Rock. Yeah, rock and metal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I because I I listened to it when I was younger, but not as much nowadays. Right. And coming back to familiar artists and new artists, like it's it's brought me back to the genre again and different types of rock. Like there's you know metal and then there's hard rock, garage rock, screamo, all this other stuff that comes with it. So definitely rock. I appreciate that you guys are such metalheads that like introduced me to like old school stuff, like mm-hmm. cat, like classics, and then also some newer things that are coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, that kind of gets me the best of both worlds. So definitely rock. Hell yeah, I appreciate it for that. Love it. I'd say hip hop for me. Like, yeah, yeah. I felt like before I got on the podcast, I was kind of limited in my my search or my my desire to even listen to new hip hop because I didn't 
I didn't have anywhere to like find it or thought I was looking at something that wasn't there. But you guys opened it up to show me that there's a lot out there from everywhere, and it's 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 great, you know. So that's been my favorite part Hell as yeah. far as the genres go. Personally, for me, it's a toss up. So I got to go like half half. Um, and this is like uh, more hip hop. Whether it was kind of hip hop because I was already huge into that, but it was you know uh, like Matt. You introduced me to De La Soul, Arrested Development. Uh, I hadn't heard that mo the Black on Both Sides by Mostef, and I don't think I'd ever heard that all the way through. Uh, so some of the classics, and then Jacob, you kind of opened my eye to like the underground, you know, like Griselda kind of stuff. So like West Side Gun, Boldy, uh, Benny the Butcher, all those guys, Makami, uh, mm-hmm. Quell Chris, you know. So those guys, I would say that, and then uh, Hispanic music, actually. I literally asked yes. Jacob. I asked Jacob like a month ago. I was like, "Hey, man, can you make me a just a playlist of Hispanic artists? Because this shit bangs." Oh, and because, yeah. and then when you brought up Buena Vista Social Club, it took me two weeks before I had my own copy of it because mm-hmm. <laughs> that album that ripped. Yeah. Uh, and to make uh, an adjustment to the last Q and A we did, as much as I love, <laughs> as much as I love Pleasure Principle by Gary Newman, I was racking my brain to try and remember, remember Buena Vista Social Club. So that is my other third album of. That was like a month. <laughs> I know, but I'm gonna make an adjustment. We've got fans that listen to all of it. Trust me, I know. I hear about it. Um, and my next question is, what's an artist you got introduced to from the show that you're now a huge fan of? Whether not like huge, like I have to see them in concert, I have to buy all their stuff, but you're like, damn, that artist kicks ass. I gotta look into their stuff. Jeez, I have a lot. I have a lot that I'll listen to still, like on a daily basis. Um, That's a tough one. That's why I love our note, our note taking, and mm-hmm. the fact that we record all this. Yeah, so we <laughs> always go back. I, I think one just recently, uh, Bauhaus. Yeah, okay. I've been really into Bauhaus lately um I went to like uh kind of like a goth night thing event uh, at one of the bars here a week or so ago and they were playing like kind of that style like way to hit me up late as fuck for that too you it was like over and you're like you want to come out I was like Kevin I was like hey I don't know what he's doing if you would have let me know at the beginning of goth night I would have been there in my jinko jeans and my corn t-shirt and everything Ready to go. But it got me so much into it again, mm-hmm. and I got back into Bauhaus, and it's so good. And I was listening to some of their like other albums too. It kind of like a little bit different vibe, a little bit similar, but mm-hmm. definitely that album uh, really got me into Bauhaus and that artist. In the flatfield. Yeah. Hell yeah. Matt, what about you? Um, it's a toss up for me between like MF Doom and. Um, how do you pronounce it? Eves Timor? How do you pronounce Eves, it? Eves oh, yeah, Timor. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's just kind of, yeah, been my new thing lately. Nice. Just kind of diving down that hole. Hell yeah. Um, just because it's abstract and a little bit different. And mm-hmm. I always like music like that that's a little bit more outside of the box, but has a lot of different elements from other artists out there throughout the, the decades. So, hell yeah. Yeah. Yes. And for me, I would say uh, Alchemist as a whole probably Mm -hmm. uh just getting into his stuff that he's worked with people and subsequently you know uh, getting into boldy james and billy woods and elucid you know stuff like that and then also 
yeah, I mean, I mean, it, it helps that you brought up two of their albums, but Fugazi is just a fucking incredible band. And uh, then with, so I would say them, but also you bringing up uh, The Fragile by Nine Inch Nails kind of made me go back to that when I was into Nine Inch Nails, like that era of me listening to music. So like Nine Inch Nails, you know, got got a little back into like Marilyn Manson. So like that kind of, because they're, I go through music phases mm-hmm. a lot. And so when I was listening to Nine Inch Nails, it was just all over the place. And so I was like, all right, Fragile. All right, now I'm going to listen to all of Downward Spiral. I'm going to listen to all of Pretty Hate Machine. <laughs> like, Which is a, that's another underrated album as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. So I would say, yeah, Nine Inch Nails and uh, fucking Alchemist, but also kind of uh, Arm and Hammer stuff. Nice. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. And then the last one, uh, this one's going to be kind of a, this is kind of a deeper question. What is your dream? You go to a concert, right? And there's three artists on the lineup. What is your dream lineup? Doesn't matter if they're the same genre. Doesn't matter if they're dead, alive, current, old, whatever. But three artists that you would just love to see on the same bill at a concert. Mm, goosebumps. Yeah, exactly. I was like, that's a deep one. <laughs> dead or alive, I like that. Yeah. It's not the band. Um <laughs> I'll start off. I'll probably go with, like, The Doors. Mm-hmm. Nice. Uh, Danzig in his prime. Yeah. A little bit more late 80s, 90s Danzig. Um, and then seeing Dead Can Dance. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. That would be That, that would, would be, be fucking epic. Because I feel like I've seen a lot of different artists and seen a lot of different concerts, but those three would be just... Perfect. That would complete me. Yeah. <laughs> Good question. Dang, thank Good you. question. That one, I have two already. I know for sure it'd be Daft Punk. Mm-hmm. Um, Vicente Fernandez. The first president of Mexico. The first president of Mexico. <laughs> like, that's the best. God damn it. Don't that's it. the best brain dead moment I've ever had. <laughs> yeah. I fucking, I love you. And then third. Um, see, I only have two. Third. One, I'll... I'm going to keep the theme of Spanish. I'll go Buena Vista. Mm. Um, just because um, they are already so old when they were performing and they already passed, like a mm-hmm. lot of them. So, yeah. That's a loaded question, though. Yeah. Buena Vista, Vicente, Daft Punk, Danzig, like 80s, 90s Danzig, Doors, and Dead Can Dance. All D's, I think. All D's, yeah. And mine, uh, give me MF Doom. Um, yeah, give me MF Doom, and if and if Madlib comes out and they do all of Mad Villainy, and then Madlib does Quasimodo, that'd be sick. But uh, not nah, just MF Doom, really. And then shit, uh, give me Master of Puppets era Metallica, and then uh, early Slipknot. So like 1999 to 2001. Like I give me Iowa era Slipknot. That would be a fucking fantastic show. Hmm. Early Slipknot, MF Doom, and uh, Jesus Christ, uh, Metallica, '86 Metallica, fucking for sure. Hell yeah! Nice. But those are my questions. Great time, great mm-hmm. questions, great those answers. Are great questions, Matt. Gotta follow that up. Fuck yeah! Popcorn. Um, you got the talking pen. Oh. <laughs> you have. You have also. I have my own. Also, hold on. Can I show the? 
I haven't seen somebody actually use one, one of these in, the longest in time, fucking yeah. years. It's this Crosby's, Matt... okay? It's no, nice. it's the... it from his desk. I went to a birthday party and they gave me two of those in a gift bag, and I was like, dude, I haven't, I haven't held one of these in years. That's fucking rad. But anyway, Different colors for every album. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. First question: uh, What was the first hip hop album you ever heard? Like all the way through? No, just like when you were growing up, like when you're like mm-hmm. as far as just something that you heard. Like, what was the first hip hop album you heard? <laughs> um, uh, Country Grammar by Nelly. Okay. Actually. <laughs> down, down, baby. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That was huge when it came out. Dude. That was such a fun album too. I remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was a great massive album. album. Yeah. I just remember my mom had that on CD. And when I had my old car and I had a I had a six disc changer in it, she just handed me a shit ton of CDs, and that was the first one. She's like, "You want any of these?" And I was like, "Is that country grammar? Give me that fucking thing!" <laughs> like, oh yeah, yeah. So I would say that it's not exactly like hip hop, hip hop, but it was like some that other was bangers on it too. That's a decent album. Yeah, it was probably that, and then uh, either I can't remember. They were probably around the same time, but that and Bulletproof by Fifty Cent. Mm, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think mine was probably The Chronic. Nice. I want to say that was like one of the first times that I wrote because my cousins they would play that all the time. Hell yeah! Climb. They play a lot of Dr. Dre, a lot of Snoop Dogg, mm-hmm. West Coast rappers. Nice. What about you? Uh, Easy E, nobody move. Nice. <laughs> Not even NWA. No, interesting. It was, it was like kind of in that, and, I, and then NWA came along after that. But I just remember yeah. that song because it was such a random. It was like almost a skit within a song. Mm-hmm. Kind of when they were that was a, a popular thing, you know. We all talked about that before. But Fuck yeah. That was good. I like that. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Easy. <laughs> um, and then another question. Uh, what album uh, or artist, either or, makes you feel better after listening to them or it? Yeah. Fuck. Mm. And it can be an album. Like one that makes you just like, if you're pissed off, it just calms you. If you're happy, it does the same thing. It kind of elevates that mood. Um it's just like your go-to album, and no matter how many times you've heard it or how many times you play it, it always has that same effect. And I feel like we yeah. all have one of those, I'm sure. Can I give two? Because sure. it's hard to pick. Yeah. Cheater. <laughs> he, you and your 15 he, honorable mentions. Hey, yeah. he made the rules. He made the rules. He let me do it. Um, and this is super hilarious because these are both albums I've brought up on the show. Uh, A Sense of Purpose by In Flames, still to this day, just... It's the it's exactly that. Whether I'm happy or whether I'm pissed or depressed, I put that album on and it either elevates the happiness, like feel good, or it like kind of centers me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, the Wall by Pink Floyd. Cool. Yeah. Nice. Like had a had a pretty rough day on Thursday, and uh, so I I like you know dipped out early. It was just like I don't I don't want to fucking be here. Dipped out early and just the whole way home, uh, I took like. A weird ass long route to get to my house and I listened to like most of the fucking wall so I would say the wall in a sense of purpose for me for sure well, way to toot your own horn there what do you mean <laughs> I'm being vulnerable man yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you how it is I think if I'm gonna go an album uh, I'm gonna go Stereo Lab um, Dots and Loops shout out cause that album definitely um, like the first half is just like crazy good yeah i love it um and 
every time that I put it on, I'm doing something that I like. Like I'm cooking or oh yeah, I'm um, like when we were making pasta, I was playing that. Like we listened to that whole album. Um, so definitely that album. I have it out there for a reason. It's like when I when you first need, walk in the door, it's the first album you see over there. Yeah, when I need to cheer up or something, or if I'm in a good mood, I'll play that. Nice. I love it. That's been popping up more on the mix on the blend, and mm-hmm. I haven't really listened to Stereo Lab that often. And mm-hmm. every time it comes on, I'm like, "Oh, this is tight." And I'm like, "Oh, Stereo Lab." Yeah. Every time, yeah. It's like, fuck, I need to buy a vinyl and get some of their stuff. That was good. that was a couple like very shortly before you got brought on the cast. We mm-hmm. covered that. I think it was like episode eight or something. Mm-hmm. It was right before you joined. Yeah, the same thing with Buena Vista. Another yeah. one that keeps coming up. Yeah. That was that was in the early aughts. The early aughts. <laughs> my, how we've grown to yeah. talk about so much music. Right. But what about you, man? Uh, for me, it's and I've talked to you about this, it's always been the same album for me. It's uh, Slayer's live album called Decade of Aggression. It's very intense, nice. but for some reason, like I can just, if I'm like super sad, I can put that on. Mm-hmm. It just, it just yeah. centers me a little bit more. We've, so. only, we've only covered one live album, uh, with uh, another Stony Evening, which is a fantastic album, yeah. and I feel like people kind of write off live albums. Give them a fucking chance. And mm-hmm. what he said is true. Decade of Aggression by Slayer, that live album, holy fuck, dude! It captures that band. Yeah. Oh my sense. god, it was them at their height, in yeah. my opinion. Mm-hmm. Like, was when did it come out? Like 1990? 1991. 91. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah. that was peak yeah. fucking Slayer, yeah, right. dude. <laughs> yeah, and it's dude. a double album. It's a lot of songs. It's their catalog essentially, but you've got all the original members just. Mm-hmm going for it and for me it's just one of those that i can said earlier it just makes me makes me happy yeah. even though it's pretty aggressive and exactly very, you know it's not very happy at all it right. makes me happy so. exactly live albums definitely we need to bring up more yeah we should mm-hmm. have another uh there i uh daft punk's 2007 a live album mm-hmm. is my favorite daft punk album nice i love discovery and, i love homework but mm-hmm. That album is just because yeah. it's all of their songs mixed into one, and you hear the crowd, they're just going crazy all the right. time. And looking at videos of the, the show that they were doing, it's fucking nuts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so. my favorite live album is uh, uh, Fleetwood Mac, The Dance, mm. which Ooh. was, yeah. I think it was like late 90s, early 2000s. And they were all like, and it's it's legitimately the only way I'll listen to Fleetwood Mac because they aged like fine wine and that was them in my opinion in their musical prime like they had already written all of the good songs but for some reason their voices to me like on Rumors Rumors is a great album I'm not gonna fucking discount it's a good I, album I'm, I'll give it it's credit but the way they perform the songs off of Rumors and any of their other albums that they pull songs from in that one concert is fucking phenomenal mm-hmm. I have the live DVD still to this day like it's fucking incredible that's a good yeah I've seen it oh yeah yeah but you only had the two questions um I think so yeah okay I think that's what I got for now shout out well what you got Jake I will take the mic uh question one uh favorite new artist uh, currently out now what's your favorite new artist that you've been listening to lately oh man gosh Uh, damn. That's a toughie. Matt, do you have one? Yeah, I'm just gonna be the generic answer because it's obvious based on my. If you look at the blend, uh, Sleep Token and Billy Woods. Ah, yes, nice. nice. Kind of diving into those guys. And, yeah. Uh, Billy Woods is so creative and does a lot more than just maps, and then slowly mm-hmm. diving yeah. into that hole. And Sleep mm-hmm. Token, the same. Yeah. Before this new album came out, they have another 
couple that are just as good. I yeah. gotta listen to more Sleep Token. The songs that you guys have shown are sick. That whole album's dude. It's, it's all over. Really it's guys. all yeah. over the fucking place. Weird, that yeah. new album that just came out. Um, for me, I am still really liking Ghost Man. Uh, he just put out. He put out an album back in uh, like early twenty twenty one, I think. And I think he's working on another one. And then right now, it's 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 hard. Uh, so I'll just say an album, really. Uh, the uh, Scare in the Hose, Volume One, with mm. Danny Brown and JPEG Mafia. I've always been a Danny Brown fan. Always nice. been a JPEG Mafia fan, and the two of them together. So I can't pick between the two. So I'll just say that collect like that album. I am still just playing the shit out of. Yeah, <laughs> it's so that mixtape so is so good, dude. It's so good. I love it. I love duo groups when they mm-hmm. do that like uh amine and uh Ketronata. yes that that album was good i i didn't live up to my expectations mm-hmm. but i still liked it uh mine would be uh amaka she's Ooh. uh she's part of the duo van jess uh, they're like two sisters okay uh, but i think one of them stopped making music and Amaka, she's doing her solo stuff. Okay. So she just dropped like two or three singles this year uh, with Ketronada. Nice. Uh, which is cool. So I like that. Um, another question. Uh, what genre would you like to see more of? Or what genre do you like that we've brought up that you wish we could talk about more? Um, kind of going with, with uh, your pick for this week. Um and you know my own my own appreciation for it any any edm whether it's house hardcore dubstep uh mid-tempo you know there's there's a lot of i feel like there's clearly there's a lot of really you know under the radar shit in within that Mm. genre that you know people always all the old honks you're usually like it's just noise yeah it is but it's good ass noise yeah (laughs) it fucking tickles my ears and my pee pee okay (laughs) makes me happy yeah Mm -hmm. so no i would say i would say edm whether it's house dubstep mid-tempo any of that nice i like that i'm in that same boat yeah i'd say getting outside of the united states and getting to other countries Mm -hmm. more hispanic music and just i have a Mm -hmm. few that i want to bring up and just i don't Mm -hmm. know exploring that that whole side of world music in yeah. general yes. getting away from our stereotypical pits and yeah and i mean we've kind of we've like traveled the globe a little mm-hmm. bit with you know some of our picks you know like masonic temples and yeah, flames rammstein but like stuff that's actually inspired from those countries mm-hmm. you know i, I totally agree mm-hmm. that's that's a good ass question doggy was that your yeah. last was that your last question uh, I think my answer to be what yeah. that would be also Spanish. Yeah, I want to okay. bring up more Spanish. I want to bring up reggae too. I wish mm-hmm. we would talk about more about reggae. Yeah, I have like some reggae albums I'm looking out for um, that I haven't gotten yet, like physical copies. But that's that's another genre I want to bring up reggae. Right. Um, and then just my last question, quick question: uh, What are you guys is like? artists that you think are unappreciated or underappreciated or undervalued that you look up to Ooh, Ooh there we go christ uh more than one too it sounds like artists, artists. yeah artists or multiple i'd say makami me personally mm-hmm. i feel like just him being so mysterious yeah not out there kind of people look past him or don't even hear about him mm-hmm. um, and i like that about him that he's very kind of under the radar but when he drops people will talk about it 
I would say, and this one might not be as underappreciated or underrated as I'm thinking they are, uh, but fucking Hiatus Coyote, man. Mm. Like, I feel like they don't get talked about enough. And they're just they're just unreal, fantastic. Uh, and then Quaz, man. Quasimodo. Mm, yeah. Everybody listens to Mad... Like, everybody knows of Mad Lib because of Mad Villainy with him and Doom, but... Um, Quasimodo is easily one of my favorite artists that we've brought up on this cast, and one of my yes, it's the only full discography that I own is mm. his three albums. That's true, and like I just I love that project, that weird side alias of Mad Lib. So I would say Quaz mainly, and then Hiatus might not be as underappreciated as I'm thinking because of how much they've been sampled. But uh, I think for the public, like for the general populace, like Hiatus probably, mm-hmm. and then Quaz. Nice. Uh, for me, it's toss up just because I've been listening to some podcasts lately. But uh, most deaf, mm-hmm. and then Saul Williams, just yes. for kind of oh, both, yeah. both opening yes. up my uh, my horizons to different things that are going on in the world, not just with music, but how it's how it's made and how it's manipulated and how it's mm-hmm. mass produced and how it's it's changing every day. So it's I don't know, yeah. These yeah. guys are very underrated musicians and very very humble about it too. So mm-hmm. to have that hand in hand is really cool. Yeah. Definitely Saul Williams, dude. Mm-hmm. That's Saul Williams. Saul, it's, you put me onto that. Same. Saul's, yeah. Saul's awesome. I I went back a couple. I think like before the last episode, I listened to at least a couple of tracks off the album of his that uh, Reznor produced. Oh, nice. Come on, dude. Come the fuck on. It's so good. It's so good. <laughs> um, well, fuck yeah, guys. Great questions. Great mm-hmm. answers. Uh, that ends this edition of the what you spin in q a get to know the fellas a little bit uh we'll be right back to dive into episode 53 of what you spin in stay tuned Matt and I quote Forrest Gump a lot, but I still think my favorite time I ever heard Forrest Gump quoted at OCCU was when that woman was at my station and you were right next to me and she just <laughs> smelled like an ashtray that hadn't been cleaned in yeah. 17 years. And fucking, as she left, no one else was in the branch and Jacob just looks at me and he's like, she smelled like cigarettes. Yeah, and I was like, Perfect. Oh, so good. So that movie's good. so quotable. Ollie, you ready to start Kevin diving the, in? Kevin the other day got like, uh, just like one of those racks of Dr. Peppers. Dr. I drank Peppers. 15 Dr. Peppers. I had to pay. I must have drank 15 Dr. Peppers. I was running and I felt like it felt like something jumped up and bit me. <laughs> Turns out I had been shot. <laughs> Okay, let's get into the t- into today's content for episode 53 of What You Spin In. Um, we just had a great time doing some Q&A, love it. Mm-hmm. We'll have to do that some more down the line. Uh, but we're going to go ahead and kick off today's festivities with my pick for this week, which is a little bit of a more underground hip-hop pick. A banger. Oh, such a good a pick. A classic. Come on. Deltron 3030 by Del the Funky Homo Sapien uh, and 
Dan the Automator and some other people hopped on it. Shoot. Uh, but great pick. Mm-hmm. Came out in sheesh. Those uh, meat two thousand. Yeah, it came out in two uh, two thousand. Uh, which was actually right around when Del the Funky Homo Sapien was featured on Clint Eastwood by Gorillaz, which was the biggest fucking song of all time at that time at that point. Yeah. Uh, so. Yeah, I have listened to this for a while. Uh, I have some deep appreciation for it, but uh, what you guys got to say? Classic. It is a classic. Mm-hmm. It's a classic. And a statement. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is very conceptual. Like on, very all, much. on all fronts, it's like a story about like the year 3030 and Deltron Zero and, you know, being this psychic superhero, I guess, in a way. There's so many ways you can hear this album. The narrative's a little hit and miss, but it's it's like... If you just go and choose your own adventure with this album, it works out. Yeah. And it's got such cool sampling. Like, even from the start with the the song 3030, like, the slide guitar in there, it's just... Oh, um, my God. Silly. It's so mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. Um, it's... That was... So I got... Just real quick. I got introduced to this album when I was working at FCR, uh, working the late night shift. And I was working in Vinny Dip, lived in Springfield. And a lot of time to listen to music. Mm. And... Uh, I was that was when I was obsessed with MF Doom and Quaz and everything and a buddy of mine that knew MF Doom was like you should check out this album Deltron 3030 nice. and I heard that slide guitar on fucking 3030 and I was like this is the <laughs> best thing I've heard in a while yes. uh, and so yeah I was hooked from then just mm-hmm. to tag on to your point but yeah yeah the production on it is really good mm-hmm. uh, it is yeah Dan the Automator he did his thing on this he's done work with a lot of people mm-hmm. um, you guys were talking about it before this Mike Patton mm-hmm. um, also did work with the Gorillas. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. did work with Dr. Octagon like a lot of underground um, and mainstream artists so mm-hmm. him being on this producing this it's so perfect for Dell too because Dell um, at this point he has like already a very successful career being solo and then being part of this group, and then stuff he did with Gorillas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's freaking awesome that they came together on this. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, just did a classic. It has that same uh, like opera feel, mm-hmm. almost like an orchestra. Yeah. Like, right. Yeah. Which is interesting because um, it kind of has the same like same thing as kind of like the wall, where it has mm-hmm. that sequence, mm-hmm. kind of yeah. telling a story about this guy in this futuristic world. Yeah, in the year thirty thirty, and you know he's trying to rebel against society or whatever. Right. Um, yeah, dude, it's fucking insane. Really cool concept album. The album cover kind of just looks futuristic. It just looks yeah. like something just in a different planet somewhere. Yeah, just um, a bunch of people walking across a bridge into what looks like a a rough draft of the Death Star. I don't, yeah. I don't know. I like the back too. I mean, the back has those buildings and yeah. chaos or. Yeah, like buildings and the track list. That's like a real building too. This the front one. Mm-hmm. That's like a real building somewhere. That was like a, an event or like a state fair thing back in the twenties. It was a an exhibit. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember what. Yeah, I can't that's be, wild. Yeah. Yeah. What the hell? That's that's a real. I'm place. serious. I'm fucking around. No, that's I crazy. I didn't yeah, even know more that. Specifics, but um, but no, it, it is. It fits the mold perfectly of a concept album, you know, and especially. 
you know, like we've talked about a, a couple uh, concept albums at this point, mm-hmm. uh, and I think when we when you get into discussing hip hop albums that are also concept albums, that's when they become very skit heavy, mm-hmm. and that's where it becomes very dangerous. You know, it's like okay, could could the narrative or whatever get kind of lost within these skits, yeah. these little sketches that they have in between these interludes, and they they're very tongue in cheek in mm-hmm. a way. They're very fun you know very like ha 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 like having a lot of fun with it almost Mm -hmm. uh almost in a way like acknowledging like hey we know that this is a fucking goofy concept especially for the time that it came out but they execute it perfectly and i think uh the skits uh even though they are kind of silly and goofy and out there they feed into the narrative that the that the music is telling Mm -hmm. as well and so you don't none of it's lost it's like uh, that one where it's like this bass is hurting my ears like on New Coke like mm-hmm. <laughs> do you remember when you could get a bowl of soup for a nickel <laughs> like <laughs> just shit like that and it's like alright yeah. and then it goes into uh-huh. what is it like Madness or whatever which is one of my favorite mm-hmm. songs off it's of this um, uh, the the ass man 640 speaks yeah like, the what, ass what man what kind of skit is that <laughs> but those skit there's like a skit after every song which is nuts yeah, because uh, it's a long track list. It's like 20, 24 songs, 24 think, songs yeah. um, which is pretty nuts. That's a lot of songs for an album, but they tie yeah. together really well. And it, it gives it time, too, to like marinate on the song. Right. Marinate on the song, because some of the songs are like seven minutes, five minutes long. Yeah. Um, so it lets you digest it, and then it's like, oh, here's a little skit to kind of mm-hmm. you know ease the tension, and it goes back into it. Um, but yeah, man, every song on this is just super good, super witty raps from Dell. Mm-hmm. Um, we were listening to a song before this, and I have lyrics pulled up for it, and they're fucking nuts. Like all those, like some words he says, I'm like, what? What is this? How did yeah. you look this up? It's like <laughs> he like pulls out a dictionary and like his style's very eloquent, and like I don't know, very just abstract, which we like. Yeah, yeah. He has a good flow. Kind of he him and i would put him and like aesop and kind of mf doom i would kind of put them in the same uh camp as far as just eccentric wordplay that they use and and the words that they do use mf doom was mainly more just known for rhyming not insane Mm -hmm. wording Mm -hmm. uh but and then you listen to fucking governor yeah uh but and dell's more like the oddball of mm -hmm. of rap you know yeah in a a gotten away yeah it's that is just his wordplay is unreal and then you're like is that even a fucking word oh, i guess it is okay cool <laughs> yeah all right shout Probably, out to you yeah his flows too are interesting mm-hmm. um he'll do like kind of that like rising and dropping he like he does that mm-hmm. uh, which is cool that he does that mm-hmm. not, not a lot of people do that no um and i mean he's his catalog he's like he's been doing it for a while yeah he's been yeah. doing it for a while very very uh He's one of those artists that like might not be huge to the public, mm-hmm. but he's very well respected within the hip hop community and like the people mm-hmm. that yeah. make it and actually truly appreciate the genre, mm-hmm. uh, which is very cool. And speaking of that, it's very very rare that you see an album that is mainly hip hop that has multiple songs that are five and a half plus minutes long, mm-hmm. and most of the songs on this are clocking in at six some odd minutes the first actual track is seven and a half minutes long yeah which is really which is truly a testament to to his ability to 
songwrite mm-hmm. and you know because rap songs have classically been you know three and a half four minutes long yeah. and to be able to keep uh, an idea going for that long and to be able to uh, rap on it and speak on it is is truly impressive it's mm-hmm. one of the things that i it's actually probably one of my favorite things about this album is like how the hell do you have metallica and justice for all length songs yeah. and you're just rapping for seven eight minutes like it's jesus that methodical third verse like how mm-hmm. often do you hear that you don't like it's you know it's 16 16 lines 16 bars that's a good point yeah it, you rarely hear a third verse on yeah. a song and right he does it mm-hmm. um he just keeps going yeah he just keeps going and going yeah i love it I'm glad that you liked it. The production work on it, as we've discussed, is is fantastic. Um, it's uh, it's got a good theme too. I think coming out in mm-hmm. the year 2000, that whole Y2K era. Yeah, I if that was more planned, you know, maybe he was thinking about that when he wrote the album. Maybe it was, you know, yeah, it's a good timing for it. Very. And it's an under it's an underrated album. Like you started off with your introduction, it is underrated. You know, not, not a lot of people know about it, but once they do find out about it, they're like, yeah. oh, now, yeah, mm-hmm. and now, it's. Yeah. It, and I mean, at first listen, it's kind of a hard pill to swallow because there is so, I mean, yeah, yeah no, yeah, it, there's just so much going on with it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I can understand why people are like, ah, eh, I didn't really like it. I mean, I think, I think you might need to listen to it a couple more times before it really sinks in. But the, the, yeah, the a, artistry, a catchy hook on any song. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Upgrade your gray mad. Mm-hmm. Like fucking mm-hmm. there's artistry throughout this entire thing. And it's mm-hmm. really something again like i said hip-hop concept albums are rare but when you're able to execute it in this way and have so many different facets that make it uh in an impressive work of art mm-hmm. whether it's the fact that the al- the the songs are long or it's very skit heavy but it doesn't take away from the narrative mm-hmm. like yeah in my opinion knocked it out of the park i wouldn't i, I would almost call it like a perfect hip-hop concept album like if I that's agree, if yeah. that's what you're into, this is the one. Mm-hmm. This is an album you this should listen to. Yeah, this has to be on sure. our list mm-hmm. of one of the be- better ones. Yeah. Do we have any closing thoughts? You want me to kick off top threes, babies? I wish. I mean, they did do it something. They did another project after this, didn't they? Wasn't. I haven't it, heard it. Uh, I heard a couple of songs off of it. Wasn't as impactful mm-hmm. as this for sure. Okay. Or, what were the lyrics you wanted to bring up? Yeah. Um, can I even pronounce them? I do you need me to do you need me to mispronounce uh, them for you? <laughs> no, I got Sessa, it. Sessa? So it's like, um, <laughs> what song is that? Deep hole. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> From time keeps on slipping. Uh, mm-hmm. He's like mathematical astro, grapple flow, pterodactyl, very factual crash course, last resort cast me off at last. We wrapped it, whatever. He keeps yeah. going like it what the hell like mm-hmm. just the syllables that he has because yeah. when rapping that's that's a, a big part of it like syllables yeah how they match how many syllables are in your word that mm-hmm. you're matching it with sure and the fact that he does that with these like words that shouldn't go together but they do go together mm-hmm. and he makes it work like it's nuts and mm-hmm. it's yeah. a true test to like lyricism that he does with mm-hmm. hip-hop and his delivery is, in, and especially in that part, one of my favorite things about Dell as a rapper is the way his delivery, it's almost like, uh, you know, slowly speeding up as you get onto a freeway, you know, because he'll mm-hmm. start off kind of slow and then it's just like, we're in the evil, like mm-hmm. just yeah. slowly ramps up and then he's, 
not going like Busta Rhymes fast, but it's like, damn, all right, you kind of actually did a nice little uh, vocal acceleration there mm -hmm. uh, with the delivery. But yeah, fucking shout out, dude. Check it out. Deltron 3030 by Deltron. Uh, let's do top threes. Let's do it. Yeah. Cool. I'll start off. Honorable mentions for me, uh, Positive Contact, the original version. Uh, if you go on Spotify, there's a really sick bonus track version. Mm -hmm. Matt, you and I were into mm -hmm. that this week. That Almost fun. sounds like a fucking Rob Zombie track. <laughs> um, honorable mention for me is Upgrade. Uh, and mm. then 3, 2, 1, we got Time Keeps on Slipping. Number 2 is Madness. And number 1, 30, 30. Can't get over that guitar sample. It uh, yeah. makes me makes a part of my body wiggle. I'll let you fill in the blank on what part. What? what? Uh, but yeah, that was my top three. <laughs> I'm gonna wiggle. Uh, I'll, I'll start off with mine or continue it. Uh, honorable mention for me, thirty thirty. That's like guitar, like you said, mm -hmm. it's classic. Kind of reels you in real slow. And then three, two, one, uh, positive contact. Again, I'm gonna copycat you. The bonus one's good. Um, I almost like it a little bit better. But the, gonna... speaking on that, yeah. one song that has the bonus version that I like more than the original is Turbulence. Okay. I yeah, liked yeah. the I liked the bonus track version uh -huh. of Turbulence more than I liked the original, actually. Nice. 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 Um, and then two for me was Mastermind. I think mm -hmm. the sampling alone on that song is just legit. It's just yeah. fucking sweet. And then my top song was Memory Loss. Felt like that was an anthem for the album. Yeah. For me. Uh, Very good. Yeah. Good pick, man. Thank nice. you. Good pick. Uh, mention, I'm going to go Battle Song. Mm-hmm. Um, and then top three... Um, I'm gonna go. Uh, time keeps on slipping. Mm -hmm. uh, turbulence, mm -hmm. the OG. Okay. Uh, and then virus. I really liked virus. Yes. Um, it's such a bouncy beat. Yeah. I love I love bouncy beats when they have mm -hmm. a, like a hard drum line to it. It had it had like a clips slash further adventures of Lord Quaz kind of feel mm -hmm. to it. Yeah. And I really I really dug that. But so yeah, I'm glad we we brought this up because Dell. Is definitely uh, like an old school style rapper mm -hmm. um, that he brought it into the 2000s. That same feel, right? With this, right. Mm -hmm. and even the stuff that he was doing with Gorillas and everything else after, like it's mm -hmm. definitely, kills. yeah, just kills. underground classic, very much so. And the fact that it's not even a solo project and it's such a massive, mm -hmm. you know, staple for for underground hip hop is is fantastic. Yeah. yeah. But any hoodly doodly, that was yes. Deltron 3030 by Deltron, uh, released in 2000, uh, which was my pick for this week. We'll be right back to talk about Matt's. That note, we are 156. We, <laughs> we are 156. Well, well, on that note, let's go ahead and just dive right on into it. Uh, we just wrapped up talking about Deltron 3030, yeah. which was my pick for this week. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and kick it over to Matt, kick see what it. he's bringing up. What you got for us, Matt? Uh, going back in time, back to 1978 when this album was originally recorded, not released until 96. Uh, Static Age by the Misfits, Glenn Perfect. Danzig first outfit uh kind of a 
forgotten about album. None of the labels wanted to touch it when it came out originally. Uh, I think it was just the time that it came out. Mm -hmm. Different bands like, you know, Talking Heads and Blondie, and, you know, it's not really a catchy bunch mm -hmm. of people talking about horror icons and old movies and stuff like that. <laughs> Looking back on it now, it's, you know, Harold is kind of a, an inspiring goth album. Um, mm -hmm. But it's basically Glenn Danzig just talking about old horror movies and JFK yeah. conspiracies. And <laughs> yeah. Just some weird lyrics, some kind right of abstract, like, yeah. Um, but I think if anybody's a fan of Glenn Danzig, this is kind of a, a good introduction to where he gets his vocal, mm -hmm. um, his harmonies. I've said it to Dorian before, but it's almost like it's Elvis, Jim Morrison, and even a little bit of Roy Orbison mm -hmm. mixed into Dan is, is Glenn Danzig in a whole. Um, and what's, what's hilarious about that was I had told you, I was like, man, it, if there's one thing I will never uh, not appreciate is Glenn Danzig's vocal. And you said... Yeah, it's got kind of a Jim Morrison Elvis vibe. And then I went to the bathroom at work and came back, and you're like, I actually just looked it up. Those are like his two biggest influences. No big deal. I was like, you motherfucker, way to call your shot like Babe Ruth, Christ on a bike. Yeah. Um, but it's a simple. I think it's a three-piece on this album, and it's mm -hmm. very short, sweet. I think with not even maybe 35 minutes long, 17 mm -hmm. songs. They're all fast, under a couple minutes. Um similar style but i think for you know that time of musically in 1978 was kind of ahead of its time and i think that's also why it kind of got overlooked you know mm -hmm. just not the right time for it going back to what i said a second ago it, it it's got its praise since then and i know glenn danzig doesn't like to talk a lot about the misfits because it's like well, why didn't you ask me back then about them you know yeah. nobody, nobody gave a shit back then yeah. why do you care now and i think he's gotten over that and progressed to actually playing with them again live and doing that and kind of bring it back to the fans which is cool because a lot of a lot of us didn't get to see the misfits they broke up in 83 very short-lived so mm -hmm. yeah. what'd, you, what'd you guys think i mean misfits man uh the most tattooed band logo of all time mm. um probably <laughs> uh massive appreciation you know they were as you just said a band that really gained traction after it was too late essentially mm -hmm. for lack of a better term yeah. Uh, but goddamn, were they influential? Whether you want to peg Holm into the goth scene or peg Holm into the punk mm -hmm. aspect, you know the the short track runtime really feeds into that mm -hmm. kind of a, uh, aspect to it. Mm -hmm. uh, and Glenn Danzig, you know, like I said, Jesus Christ, man, the guy's got pipes, uh, mm -hmm. and he might be a short, jacked weirdo, but uh, goddamn, weirdo. he can write a song and he can <laughs> belt, dude. He can. Um, you know, I got into Danzig, his like the the band Danzig before I went back and listened to the Misfits because I was just kind of like, ah, I miss me. Like, that's just like, that's like white junkyard music. And mm. then I went and listened to it and I was like, white junkyard music. What? We'll be covering that genre. That's some other episode. We've got a list of bands that we love. Well, everybody, everybody I knew that was like heavily into the Misfits, like, had ashtrays inside their house if you know what i mean and that's a tough look uh like uh so it kind of there was and there was kind of that stigma you know whatever and but i found out that glenn danzig was the vocalist for the misfits mm. which i didn't know and so i was like oh no shit okay let me go ahead and listen to him and just like their stage appearance too like jerry only the bassist with his long fucking Mm -hmm. front mohawk going all the way down uh i saw that yeah. they were they were and are you know still like i said they got popular basically after they broke up mm -hmm. really they are 
so influential to multiple genres of music. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not just punk and goth music. You go listen to, or you go look up a bunch of the metal bands that we've covered, ones that we haven't, and they're like, yeah, fucking the Misfits were our inspiration. Uh, which is really something to be said. Mm-hmm. And this album in particular, man, has some of my favorite. It might actually be my favorite Misfits album. Definitely. You know? It's got them all. It's got them all. Yeah, you is. know, fucking Last Caress, which mm-hmm. is probably their, is that their biggest song? I think so. It's like any song you hear at karaoke. Mm-hmm. People are going to bust in the chorus right away. Yeah, exactly. And then just, it's so, it's like, I mean, and this is, I don't mean this in a bad way at all. It's obnoxiously catchy. Like, the mm-hmm. songs to it get stuck in your head. Mm-hmm. Like, you just ate peanut butter and you hadn't drank water all day. It's like, just, just damn singing. it. Now I'm singing, <laughs> now I'm singing Return of the Fly for the next four days. God yeah. damn it. Like, Return of the Fly. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the, and I said this earlier when we were doing our uh, little refresher, you know, listen to a song off each album is that the beautiful thing about how shittily it's mixed is that mm-hmm. you can hear every single instrument mm-hmm. yeah. in the mix. Oh, sure. And Jerry only actually kills as a bass player, which in this kind of genre, especially mm-hmm. at this time, making your bass well heard and well known was not a thing no. at all. And so that was kind of a relief, you know, especially for me as a bass player. I was like, damn, like that's mm-hmm. actually like he's actually kind of shredding. Uh but no, great album top to bottom. Mm-hmm. Uh it's impressive when you can pack 17 songs and only 35 minutes of an album. Yeah, uh, right. Shout out to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, fucking love the Misfits, man. Yeah. Uh, I think well said. Definitely the songs are like criminally way too short. Yeah. They're all like mm-hmm. a minute 30. Yeah, super short. Um, but they're also catchy. They're mm-hmm. also catchy. They're like simple, repetitive riffs. They're all kind of the same. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that's what's like simplicity about it that it, it's so good um and yeah i honestly hadn't heard of the misfits i had seen the logo everywhere i mm. think your statement to the most tattooed logo is true <laughs> i think right. when i went to that show last week i, I must have seen like 10 people like with it there was a guy with the the bartender had a jacket oh yeah if so, you have if you have a battle jacket made there is a misfits yeah. patch on it yeah somewhere. whether somewhere. it's the whole back of yeah. it or a small one on you know yeah. it's it's on mm-hmm. there. fiend cloud or something yeah yeah but no super super cool uh this album yeah it has all the bangers on it mm-hmm. all the really good songs on it um and they're all short and sweet but they're so good every single one of them um and yeah it's like very at this point like a classic punk album mm-hmm. um the misfits and they've over like the years they broke up and they've gone through so many changes mm-hmm. in their uh <laughs> like band group that it's kind of hard to keep up with yeah um and, and jerry only hate each other yeah fucking. just just for like the fucks of it i was like let me see their newer stuff mm-hmm. what does that sound like it sounds very different. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's. I was gonna say very different. Very different. That's the perfect way to describe it. It's yeah, very different. but um, I I think this was super good, um, and it encapsulated like what they were trying to do at the time. Like it sounds very fresh, very new. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, something about me just kind of irks that it, it came out so long afterwards. Like if they would have done it so much sooner, like it they, I feel like it could have been a lot 
it just different. missed it was yeah. like it, it came out and you you listen to it now and you're like wow this is kind of ahead of its time for that era but mm-hmm. I, I don't know man to have it shelved for over 20 years over then, yeah, yeah literally it finally over comes out years. when they released the box set you know and right. it's like holy shit because yeah. slowly he'd re- Danzig released some of the songs after they broke up and he was doing his own thing with Sam Hain and Danzig uh, another great band by the way yep. Sam Hain yeah, some, um, Sam Hain however you fucking pronounce that one I think you said it right the first time <laughs> Uh, but they released compilation albums after the Misfits broke up that had some really? of the songs that were on this album. Mm. They just never. That's why we've heard like "She" and "Hollywood Babylon." I've mm-hmm. heard those songs before yeah. numerous times and "Last Caress," things like that. Yeah. And then finally the album comes out, and you're like, "Holy crap! All these songs were on this one album." Yeah. And it's sat because no no record label would touch it. You yeah. Know? It's so dumb. And that was the that was a conversation you and I had what like a month and a half ago because mm. i had i had listened to last caress mm. and had it stuck in my head and i was like man i want to get this album on vinyl and you're like what album and i was like oh yeah isn't it like collection two or whatever you're like no you're like i have it on vinyl dude that's static age i'm like no it's not you know you some of a bitch you lying to me <laughs> i was like no no way <laughs> and so like mind you static age obviously it has been released mm-hmm. but if you look up last caress which as we said is probably their biggest song mm-hmm. Google will still pull up that it's on Collection Two, mm, the mm. the album called Collection Two. It doesn't even mention. And that's where Static I heard it Age. the first time. Yeah. Same, mm-hmm. yeah. So it's bananas. It's like, how did this get swept under the rug? Mm-hmm. And do you did you look up the? I had to look this one up mm-hmm. and do some research on it. Uh, Danzig traded something. Oh, for a copyright process or to get studio time? Or? Yeah, like yeah. copyrights to... Because he had, what was it, like Blank Image Records or uh-huh. something yep. was his thing he was trying to start. Mm-hmm. And then another, like a record label had that as like a subsidiary. And he's like, I'll give you the copyright rights to that mm-hmm. if you give me like 30 hours of studio time. And that's where this came in. Which is kind of a cool oh. thing. He's traded mm-hmm. that, you know. Yeah. It didn't really cost him anything. No. And it's like, yeah, that's why it kind of sounds, you know the mixing isn't great and no, all this stuff is because right. they were literally just cramming all of this yeah. into Probably 30 hours produced i'm sure very yeah. Yeah. probably yeah i think i think that's cool though that they have uh like um i like the fact that they brought it out with a box set mm-hmm. but it also irks me because they should have put this out when, yeah when they made it like fresh off like just yeah. make it and put it out because uh, that was the time that 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 it was recorded was when things were really starting to shift musically mm-hmm. you yeah. know it's 1978 mm-hmm. what happened in the 80s like that's when punk and you know thrash metal and like all this stuff really started to kick off mm-hmm. and so you're you're literally at the turn of a decade with mm-hmm. something that's very honestly at the time very experimental and very out there yeah, definitely. and you're not gonna put it out like it yeah it's the biggest example of shooting yourself in the foot which you know they probably had their reasons but goddamn man the fact like to think about to hear that and then to really think about it is bananas to me mm-hmm. it's it wild is. yeah but i'm glad that eventually they did bring mm-hmm. it out because if they wouldn't have like i wouldn't have heard of the misfits um i feel like a lot of people wouldn't have maybe because mm-hmm. um, a lot of their bigger songs are on this album mm-hmm. um and even like their box set, their box set, like if you look, like the most popular songs, they're still on this album. Yeah. So. Yep. Um, but no, yeah, it's a super good album. Um, I liked it. I like that it's short. 
you can kind of listen to all the songs and they're all super catchy mm -hmm. uh, and you'll get everything like I heard myself listening back to uh, fucking TV what's that song called? TV Casualty TV Casualty mm -hmm. uh, we made that joke right now the, the one uh, we are 138 mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Hybrid Moments like all those songs they're like just super catchy I like that song actually um, I wanted to bring that up uh, we are 138 Mm -hmm. It's so simple, and then there. I don't know if it's a solo or not. It's like a like little like ten second segment where it's just like all you hear is the guitar, but it's just doing like two notes. Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. it's just doing like two notes repetitively. Like that's the guitar solo for ten seconds. I'm yeah. like, what the fuck? Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> and and it kind of had uh, the thing that I really like about it that you know I, I'll say it every time. Uh, you almost get lost in it because the tracks just keep going and you mm -hmm. don't realize how short they are at first listen. Mm -hmm. And so they just kind of keep feeding into each other. And you're like, oh man, like it kind of actually flows really well. And that was kind of a thing back then with early punk and early goth albums. Mm -hmm. You know, they, they were all very much, the best way to listen to them was to listen to them cover to cover. Yeah. was because it's like, dude, all of these songs are great. They unintentionally, because the, there's no way it was intentional, especially with this album, that the out al that the songs would flow from one to another. You know, if we talk about a an album like Lateralis by Tool, mm -hmm. completely different story. Those are meant to flow into each other. Same thing with Mad Villainy. Mm -hmm. But early days of punk, like they had this weird, unspoken, unintentional shit that they were doing, right. where their albums would just snowball, and then by the end of it, you're like, huh? Yeah. That was the, it? You got hit in the face by something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what you feel like. <laughs> How many songs were on there? 10? Oh, 17? Jesus Christ. Yeah. Okay, well, fucking flip it over. In Run it back. minutes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Run it back. And I like the way Glenn Danzig portrayed himself and kind of threw in that 50s doo-wop element a little bit mm -hmm. and had more, like you said, catchy hooks and melodies and rhythms that are not just in one song but throughout the album on different songs. And he just he added his own spin on it based on things he probably watched growing up, whether it be, you know, 50s, stuff or 60s horror movies no like that. Too. Like yeah that. With like return of the fly i think is a vincent price movie so like mm -hmm. using all the things that he watched growing up and he just kind of wrote about it and mm -hmm. made it catchy as some as, as cheesy as some of the lyrics are it's yeah catchy some it's, of them are really cheap like he'll talk about monsters yeah like, all right like he'll, he'll talk about jfk or teenagers from mars and he's like yeah. you know not a teenager anymore when he was making this right <laughs> we don't care <laughs> But like, they're they're anthems and they're mm -hmm. timeless and like we were saying earlier, it's it's looked at as an inspiration for a lot of different mm -hmm. artists. I yeah, kinda grew up listening to punk rock and this is the horror punk rock album. If there is one, this is the one. I yeah, yeah, this is the one. Um, and I love you know I'll go back to Elvis. You know Danzig has an album where he just sings Elvis songs. Really, he's he's done performances in Vegas recently where he just goes and does the same thing and just performs Elvis covers and just kills it. Jesus, like, I would love reviews, to see like, some to footage. know that he can still sing like that. Mm -hmm. Being as he's not super old, but like he's definitely not in his prime. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but to sing Elvis still and people are like selling out. Are you selling out? And people are enjoying it and saying, hey, he actually did a good job. So damn, yeah. fuck yeah, still got it. Shut got the pipes. Shout out, Glenn. Yeah. Keep it up, baby boy. But I'm glad you guys dig digged it. it was, it's a fun mm -hmm. album. Short and sweet. I Now that I know now that I know the content on it, I'm on the hunt for it myself, dude. I'm fucking... I need to... That's like... That's another thing that we kind of talk... Like, we talk about every once in a while that, like, uh, a band or an album that you have to have in your collection. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think Misfits might, might be one of those. That, like, you gotta have at least one album of theirs in your collection if you're collecting records. Like... 
and this is probably the one to do. So I gotta, mm-hmm. I gotta get my, I gotta get my little thingy. Yeah, when Jacob leaves, I'm gonna swap my misfits one for his. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He ain't gonna notice. That's a good. Yeah. Hey, I don't know who gets <laughs> fucked over in that trade. Those both those albums are great. Yeah. Uh, Thirty mitts off my. Uh, but hell yeah, brother! Thank yeah. you for bringing it up. Great album hell as yeah. always. Yeah. Want to? I'll dive in. Top three. Top from three. The top of the arc. Yeah, yeah. Let's do it. Honorable mention for me was the was a double shot with Spinal Remains and Theme for a Jackal. Yep. Just fun, kind of abstracty horror, weird songs. And then three, two, one. Three would be TV, TV Casualty. Number mm-hmm. two, Hollywood Babylon. And then my favorite song was Hybrid Moments. Yep. I think that's my top song from the Misfits. No matter what they say, that's my top dog. Nice. Uh, I'm gonna go next. I got my honorable mention. Uh, we are 138. Mm-hmm. It's literally just that. That those are the lyrics. Mm-hmm. We are mm-hmm. 138. <laughs> but it, it's it's good. It's repetitive and it's like super catchy. Um, it starts off slow and then just goes into it. Um, top three. I'm gonna go uh, some kind of hate. Ooh. Uh, hybrid moments. And then my favorite track was in the doorway. Ooh, that's interesting. Good. Yes. That good pick. I hate that it's so short. <laughs> it's All so these short. songs are so short, yeah, so man. Make them a little, just like a minute longer, and it'd be <laughs> so much better. But I like that it's short. It kind of keeps you wanting more. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, for me, honorable mentions are we are one thirty eight, uh, and then attitude. I really liked attitude. Mm-hmm. It kind of had, from a musical standpoint, it was very like kind of had that almost Elvis kind of mm-hmm. feel to it and then you got some fucking attitude just yeah. fucking yeah. the yeah. word fucking over that kind of music oh. was fantastic yeah. uh, and then number three for me was Angel Fuck uh, number two Return of the Fly and then number one my favorite Misfit song and I will be the uh, general populace <laughs> here Last Caress there it doesn't is. get better than that dude yeah, that fuck song. that song kicks dude so yeah those are my so top that's, three that's it that's it. That's it. One last chorus. <laughs> uh, fucking kills, dude. Anywho, that was Matt's pick for this week, uh, which was Static Age by The Misfits, released in 1978. We're going to go way forward in time, but only back in time a month from where we currently are in 2023 with Jake's pick for this week. Put a big old fat bow on this motherfucker and send it to the goddamn moon. Uh, we'll be right back with What You Spin in episode 53. Peace. Okay, we just covered probably one of the most influential albums we've covered in a while uh, with Static Age by The Misfits. I think as far as influential albums go that we've covered, probably one of the more up there on my list at least. Uh, Definitely a new, especially in that genre, I'd say. Uh, But now we've got to wrap it up and go back in time a month to May of 2023. Yes talk about some great shit with jake's pick so what do you got man yeah so i brought up uh good lies by over mono mm-hmm. um over mono this came out a month ago um the singles leading up to this they were coming out earlier this year and last year and the year before um yeah, some newer stuff. It's uh, it's a Wales. Uh, it's a duo of two brothers um, out of Wales. 
um, and it's some electronics, some EDM. Um, definitely, I've been getting more into the genre back again, and this is one of them that uh, I really liked. Um, the singles leading up to this were phenomenal. Um, some of them aren't on the album, unfortunately. I really wish they would have been there, on there. Mm -hmm. um, but still super good. This album's really good. I love the Doberman on the front. Yeah. The Doberman. Cool. The Doberman. Um, but yeah, I mean, um, I feel like we don't talk a lot about EDM or like dance music. Yep. So what are your guys' takes on this? What do you guys think about the album? We should talk about more. Yeah. And I think that's up to you guys because I don't know a lot about mm -hmm. that genre specifically. So feel free to just start throwing those out. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, shit, man. Uh, if I love every I love every album that we uh, brought up this week for various reasons, um, but this one made me very reminiscent of you know when I first got into DJing and first got heavily into this kind of music and you, you know i and that's the kind of sorry to go off on like a side thing but every album actually that we brought up made me very reminiscent like the misfits brought me back to when i was skating heavily you know and like getting into skate culture working at zoomies always listening to misfits deltron was literally like i said me driving home long nights after work and then this was me getting back into music from a creative standpoint uh, mm -hmm. and you know as I said it's it's uh, Forza Horizons music <laughs> very much so yes. uh, because it is it's like and this is this is a perfect example of when it gets super tricky to try to figure out what subgenre of EDM an album can fit into because it does mm -hmm. have house elements it's got trance elements it's got side trance elements there's mm -hmm. like seven different like and also yeah. EDM is a very cluttered genre as well to where there's too many subs or not too many, but there's so yeah. many that it's hard to pick from. But man, dude, it just makes you feel good. This yes. album just makes you feel fucking good. Mm -hmm. And makes you if you're driving listening to this, just keep an eye on the speedometer because you're gonna be <laughs> yeah. you're gonna be in the you're gonna be clocking a hundred if you're not careful. Cause mm -hmm. it's just like yeah. <laughs> you're like in a race car all of a sudden yeah, like it's it, awesome your van just turns into a 300 horsepower car like speedily <laughs> yeah. it's, very, it's very active music like yeah. I said earlier before we got on I was cleaning to the whole album earlier mm -hmm. and just in a groove yeah. turning it up loud and I'd oh, love yeah. to see this these guys perform live Mm -hmm. This would be a great show to go to. Oh yeah! Like you said, they're brothers. There's a ten year difference between their age, mm -hmm. which is curious mm -hmm. because it shows the influences. You know, both are going to be yeah. a little bit different, not yeah. the same at all. True. Mm -hmm. uh, which is kind of cool. That's cool. Um, and this album is just fun. Like you mm -hmm. said, the album cover is cool as hell. Um, good driving music. Yeah. Uh, yes. Overall, it's just fun. Yeah. Your house was probably spotless. <laughs> yeah. The bathroom was clean. In like five go. minutes. It was gone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. It's it's definitely um, like uh, I've been personally, I've been jogging. I've been trying to jog a lot more. Okay. Um, so when I'm running, I kind of need something upbeat. Because mm -hmm. um, when I'm lifting rock music, like it helps me get in the zone and like just do it for like a small period of time. But like EDM and something upbeat, like up techno mm -hmm. or something it kind of keeps me motivated and mm -hmm. want, wanting to run so when i've been jogging i've been listening to stuff like this mm -hmm. um and i feel like it keeps me motivated keeps me moving keeps me you know like feeling the music a little bit more mm -hmm. so 
Um, that's kind of why I picked this because um, this is just what I've been listening to more recently. Um, but definitely, um, I really like this album. It brought me back also as well to when I was listening to a lot of this style of music, um, like EDM, house music, mm-hmm. dubstep. Um, I used to be really big into that. Um, these guys have been doing it for a while now. They've been active since like 2015, 2016. Yeah, they were kind of uh, doing their own thing before this. Best yeah. Producers and stuff, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. they, they have like songs with other big artists like Fortet. Uh, uh, Joy Orbison, I think that's her name. Yep. Um, a, a lot of uh, like uh, old school EDM artists and newer. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, the fact that they finally dropped an album, their first studio album, um, it's super good for them. It's a step in the right direction, and it's super cool that um, the singles leading up to this and EPs, because they did a couple EPs before this, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but the singles leading up to this were super good. Um, Gunk, one of them, and uh, there's another one that's super good. But they, all, you could tell their singles because they had the same dog, the mm-hmm. same duper. Uh, I try to say Duberman like like my. Oh, that's on each. Yeah, that's, that's on cool. the that's that's the cover. This man's just plugging his gamer tag on Xbox. Yeah, that's my gamer tag, <laughs> Duberman. But yeah, um, I'm glad you guys liked it. It's kind of EDM is kind of the one of those genres. I feel like it's not hard to get into, but it's hard to like mm-hmm. just because it's just kind of like people say, oh, it's just sounds, or you know, mm-hmm. it's just like someone hitting a button repeatedly yeah. or something, but. There's definitely a lot of dimensions that go yeah. into it. This album is very accessible. It doesn't have like a specific layout at all. Like no. some like Verminly has a great ambient tone. Uh, yes. The second track, Arla Fern. Like I don't mm-hmm. know, I don't know if you guys ever played this back in the day. I think it was on the PlayStation. It's called the MTV Music Generator, and you would essentially create Whoa. beats and stuff like what? that and make your own what? song. It was the coolest thing. It was like right when I started getting into music. Fun game. You can make your own songs. That sounds. Bad. Some of the samples and things that they use just remind me of that game. That's awesome. That's so cool. Yeah. And when you played that game, after you made the song, you could make like a visual thing to go, so it would go with the music. That's fucking tight. Cool. MTV yeah. was actually dope. Yeah. What? Yeah. No, MTV made was a game. Just a video That's game. cool. Yeah. Um, but it just reminded me kind of nostalgic in that way. And mm-hmm. like I said a second ago, it just the layout isn't specific at yeah. all. It's just all over with you know the sampling and the whole vibe is great. Yeah. So it's so fun. And uh, to kind of go back a little bit to when you said like the age discrepancy between the two brothers uh you can really hear that throughout the album as as you kind of said you know there's some tracks on it that are like very reminiscent of old stuff whether it's daft punk you know sosh uh there was a little bit of there's a little bit of sosh on there not as not as much oizo because this is more trancey um and then there were some that you were like oh this is very much like current you know like uh takami mala influenced uh kind of sound and then also speaking to that point as well there's some songs that don't really go anywhere Mm -hmm. which isn't which isn't a bad thing like they just keep the same kind of feel the same kind of theme you know Mm -hmm. hey we're locked into this beat just feel it out and then there's some tracks that do kind of go different places Mm -hmm. you know that Mm kind of actually have more of a traditional a deep house kind of mm-hmm. uh, setup and layout to him, but again, it feeds into the point you just made. There's no thematic layout for mm-hmm. this; it just is what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I think the first half it's a little bit more 
toned down like mm-hmm. it's not so upbeat and like just you know house music because yeah some songs they're very mellow like they're yeah. very mellow there really isn't a drum beat or anything to it mm-hmm. um and then the other half the second half when you get songs like you know mm-hmm. and uh, is you um calling out like those are a lot more upbeat cologne and yeah they have like a lot more mm-hmm. you know like te- uh, tempo to them mm-hmm. so yeah that's a good point i didn't notice that but definitely the first half is a little bit more calmer mm-hmm. than the second half yeah um, it's just very much like stay in their lane for the first half and mm-hmm. then the second half they kind of start branching out and doing a little bit more it's not like drops you know like i said this is this is a weird one to try to uh, pigeonhole into a specific subgenre within edm or house or trance uh yeah. so there's not you know strict like like there's not that but it does just kind of go oh it kind of it's almost like a verse chorus verse kind of layout but mm-hmm. with edm which was a very interesting way to to tackle this genre because it doesn't it doesn't happen like that all the time so i fucking love this album yeah and i think it's cool that we were talking about uh, this before because we were playing some songs and mm-hmm. I played Calling Out mm-hmm. and you had mentioned that uh, Slow Tie was on that song mm-hmm. which I did not know that I was like this kind of sounds like Slow Tie and you were like oh yeah he is on this mm-hmm. and apparently that's him mm-hmm. and it sounds just like him I'm pretty sure that's him mm-hmm. um, I think that's freaking awesome that mm-hmm. they do that he's not mentioned on the credits or anything mm-hmm. But like a trained ear, you could tell that. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, which is fucking badass. That's cool. I love slow tie. These guys <laughs> are gaining traction too. I mean, I think they won like a British award uh, in 2021. They played at Coachella recently and the last festivals. So, mm-hmm. I mean, they're getting out there. Oh um, yeah. Fun, great. Fun great. to see them live again, like I was saying. Oh yeah. 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 Uh, that that too. Like um, for live shows every genre has their you know mm-hmm. like their their style like if it's country it's a little bit more mellow if it's rock it's more you know mm-hmm. like fast paced if it's edm like this it's a, a lot about the light show sure like yeah what lights you have going on mm-hmm. the ambience everything so i i've seen some of their shows just like on youtube and some clips and it looks electric i bet I so bet. yeah definitely Something, if I had the chance to, I'd do it. Oh, I think yeah. they had some shows in California I was looking at. But, <laughs> Might um, have to take a road trip, Dougie. Road right? Trip. No, but yeah, I'm glad you guys liked it. Um, yeah. Definitely a genre I want to get into more. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll so help I, out. So I feel like it's a, it's a, good, it's a good turning point to, to a leaf. Might have, to do, might have to do something similar to what you did with that Japanese jazz spectacle album. Because there's, there's, yeah. there's a couple compilation, like house... Uh, mixtapes that yeah. are really really good um, because and that's the other thing I wanted to bring up about this real quick before we wrap up is uh, EDM music across any of the subgenres it's it's very EP heavy it's hard mm-hmm. it's it's true. very rare that someone puts out an album true like very even true. even the old heads you know as I mentioned Sash and Oizo like they they even just did mainly EPs it was mm-hmm. hardly ever a full fucking album mm-hmm. So the fact that they put out a studio album is is really something to, to you know give props to. And, mm-hmm. You know it's not it's nothing to shake a stick at. So uh, shout out to them. <laughs> what shall we top three it up? Or yes, do you have any? No, no, no. Let's okay. let's do it. Um, Perfect. 
top three. Um, I'm gonna go or honorable mention. Um, I will go. Uh, so you know. Um, I love that song. I've heard it so many times that I, I overplayed it myself, <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> but that song is freaking amazing. Uh, top three. I'm gonna go. Uh, scold. Mm-hmm. Um, is you, uh, mm-hmm. and then calling out. Nice. It's my favorite song. I've Very been liking cool. that song a lot. Yeah. Matt, you want to go next? Yeah, or? I'll go. I'll go next. Uh, for me, I was like a good title track, so my honorable mention, "Good Lies," as that. Uh, yeah, like I said, good title track. Uh, number three would be Arla Fern, that music generator vibe, like nice. I was saying. Uh, nice. Number two, Verminly. Mm-hmm. I felt that had like an ambient. Yeah. Uh, instrumentation throughout the song which I love any song that does that and then my top track was Sugar Rush that bass it's like so square and like squelchy and I don't know it's like that track nice hell yeah honorable mentions for me uh, start off with the intro track Feelings Plain uh, and then other honorable mention Is You and then 321 number 3 Walk Through Water number 2 Cold Blooded and number 1 Cologne or Kalon, however the hell you want to pronounce it, that one, that one really went, was one that I just felt myself taking my notes today, and I would just close my eyes and just fucking uh, vibe a little bit. Uh, But yeah, great pick, Overmono, good lies, dude, great. All of our picks were so. I think they were all different. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, they. Yeah, I I had someone. I had someone ask me what the. That's really cool. What the subject matter was for today, and I was like, none of the same. It's always like that. Like, <laughs> no, our song picks on. Oh, song. Oh, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. We didn't pick our any of the song same picks. Tracks. Yeah, all of us were different. That was cool. I okay. think that happens very often. No. Take note of that. Take note of that. If you're if you're a what you spin in historian. That's, yeah. that, I think that shows that it's a good album too. Mm-hmm. That we all found a similar love for it. We did. Yeah. Different things. You guys, because I thought we'd at least share one similar and song. We didn't, right? We, yeah. No, yeah. it was all different. <laughs> That's cool. Rad. That's cool. That's cool. Love it. Well, what about Bodger? What do you think? Ollie. You ready for your top three? Urgh. No, he's no. not he's, moving. He's slumped <laughs> over. Uh, anyways, Good Lies by Overmono released a month ago, May 2023. Uh, we'll be right back to do everybody's favorite part of the show when we introduce what's coming up next episode. Uh, we'll be right back with what you spin. It's about that time. My, my mama said. It is, in fact, about that time. Like every good painting, like every good house that's ever been made, you got to put the finishing touches on it. And this has been a great episode. So, ipso facto, we got to put the finishing touches on the motherfucker. And uh, how we do that is we go ahead and go in order that we brought up albums today and introduce the subject matter for next week. That being said, I'm up first, and I have been waiting until I got this on wax to bring it up, and about three days ago, I finally got it on wax again. We're going nice. Choose Your Weapon by Hiatus Coyote. Mention them a little bit in the Q&A section of uh, today's show, and uh, I feel like they've been mentioned a shit ton they on the been. show uh, due to sampling 
and now we actually get to talk about the stuff that got sampled and uh, just a very very good artist uh it's a band uh, they're categorized as neo soul kind of r&b a little bit uh, truly one of my favorite albums of all time uh my favorite album from 2015 but we'll get into that in a couple weeks oh, dude i'm so excited for that <laughs> yeah but uh i'm gonna go ahead and toss it over to matt what you got i'll call it i'll call it <laughs> Uh, tough choice. I brought three. I'm not sure what one I was going to do, but I'm going to go with something a little bit more modern in the last 10 years. It's a band called Temples Ooh. Um, from England. The album's called Sun Structures. Ooh. Okay. okay. It's more of like a, it's got that classic 60s birds, zombies kind of vibe. Nice. Both the modern so day. Cool. Okay. Um, it's just a good summer album, too. I feel like it's good to be outside playing this at a barbecue or whatever and going to try to stick with the season this summer and <laughs> show some things that I'd be listening to outside. Hell yeah. Appreciate nice. it. Love that. Uh, I don't think I've ever heard of that, but I'm down. Uh, Jacob, what do you got, man? Yeah, so I'm going to pick something I actually don't own. It's a first for you. Uh, first for me, because this album is stupid expensive and super hard to find. Uh, but I'm going to go 1992, a band called Mana. Uh, and don't forget the the acento, the accent on the last a mana. Is it M A N A? M A N A. Yes. Okay. Uh, album title: Donde jugarán los niños? It's a question. But it's a Spanish album, a Spanish band, uh, mana. Um, yeah, I grew up with this. I'm gonna get into it. This is a very emotional album for me. Heck yeah. I think you guys will like it. I will confuse the hell out of you guys with the lyrics on it because it's all in Spanish. <laughs> Jacob right. and I, Jacob and I both okay. might cry next episode because yeah. I, that's me with Hiatus Coyote. But fucking yeah. mana, I love it, bro. Let's go. <laughs> next week's gonna be wild. Yes. Or next episode's gonna be wild. Oh man, Temples, Mana, and Hiatus Coyote. Fucking sounds like a. Sounds like a crazy party to me. It sounds like the UN of music. Yeah, um, pretty much. Anyways, uh, this has been a great episode. We appreciate y'all tuning in each and every episode. Go ahead, give us a like, give us a subscribe, give us a follow on Spotify. We are still up to date because I am no longer a scumbag. That's actually not true. Still the biggest scumbag you'll ever meet, <laughs> but getting my shit together. Anywho, as per usual, I'm your host, Dorian, joined as always by my favorite bros, Jacob and Matt. Let's go ahead and tell the people goodbye. Bye-bye. Yeah. Tell them later. We'll catch you next time on What You Spinning. This has been episode 53 of said show, What You Spinning. Peace the fuck out.